Good morning once again. Good morning. You know, I just really love to hear you all talk today. It, it gives me comfort. Amen. Join with me in the reading of our scripture for today. It is found in 1 Samuel 16, verses 1 through 7, and it reads, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king amongst his sons. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord and invite Jesse to the sacrifice. And I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint for me him whom I declare to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem, the elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said do you come peaceably and he said peaceably I have come to sacrifice to the Lord consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice and he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice when they came he looked on Eliab and and thought surely the Lord's anointed is before him But the Lord said to Samuel, can you read this with me? Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his statue, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks. The word of God for the people of God. You see, in this passage of scripture, Samuel was sent to a very specific place at a specific time to a specific family to find the king that God had ordained to be. When Jesse and his sons arrived, Samuel just knew that that this, this, this gentleman in front of him was the one. I imagine he walked with confidence and a bit of a swagger. I imagine that this son of Jesse appeared strong and was a fine physical specimen. But God said, don't look at all of that, for I have rejected him. I then imagine Samuel with a look of shock on his face, uh, maybe a look of bewilderment. But before he could ask a thing, before he could rebuttal, before he could, he could plead a case, God says, you don't see like I see. For man looks on the outward, but I look on the heart. In short, even though the outside looked like a king, the heart was not the heart of a king. So even though his physical appearance, his physical appearance said yes, his heart said no, You see, people of God, we can camouflage our outward all we want to to fool the people that are around us, but we can't camouflage our hearts to fool God. Let us pray. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you that you dwell with us, that you stand by us, 
and that you stand for us, Lord. We, we are grateful that in this moment today, you are speaking to our very hearts. So, God, I pray that you would speak through me, but God, please also speak to me as we all need your word to stand and to be all that you called us to be. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen. You may be asking, why bring this particular scripture up as it relates to the end of what we know as the Lord's Prayer? And quite frankly, it's because we have endured some challenging sermons during the series. We have been called to look at our relationship, and for some of us, a lack of relationship with the God that we call Father. We have been called to submit our will to his will and to trust that his plan is the only plan. We have been challenged to change our perception and our perspective and not be distracted by the enemy, which quite honestly, we all fall into from time to time. We have been called and challenged to forgive others as they have wronged us and wrong the people that we love, no matter what their titles may be or their position in our lives may dictate. And we've been called not only to see the injustices around us, but as Christian men and women to speak against all injustice and attempt to see the situations through the lenses of others. You see, we have been forced to see some very real truths over the last few weeks. We have been uncomfortable at times, at times, some of us even were a little upset or a little sad. Some of us were remorseful, and quite frankly, some of us, in some shape, form, or fashion, at some point was even rebellious. And now we reach the doxology. Now we approach the part of the prayer where we are supposed to be giving the, the, all of our praise and all of our glory and and. Uh, and, 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 and all of thanksgiving to the God of our salvation, but we're still dealing with the feelings that have been resting and all of these truths that have been laid in our lap. Doxology, by definition, is a liturgical formula of praise to God, a short hymn of praise to God. But how do we get out of our feelings enough to give the words of this doxology true meaning? We've just come through fear, we've come through anger, we've come through sadness, resentfulness, the feeling of guilt, uncomfortableness, remorse, and even some rebellious. And now we are going to say the lines of this doxology because it's what's expected, it's, it's what is written. And quite frankly, if we don't, somebody around us might realize that we are not saying it and they will know that something is wrong in our lives. And of course, we can't allow other people to think that there's something wrong. But forget what other people might think. Forget what other people might say. We must remember in verse 7 where God says that he sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward, but he looks at the heart. So this is a call for us to get to a place where his will means more than ours. This is a call for us to get to a place where his plan is our only plan. It is a call for us to get to a place where we can declare, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. This is a call where we can declare that naked I came into this world, naked I shall return. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It is a call 
to be able to declare whether I have plenty or I have nothing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Quite frankly, this this portion of the prayer, this doxology for a lot of us puts us at a crossroads because we have to choose not to pray the meaningless, repetitious prayer that Jesus talked about in the beginning of this series. When he was getting ready to teach his disciples this prayer, he first said, do not pray vain, repetitious prayers like all of the scribes and hypocrites of this day. But when you pray, pray this way. And we've uncovered time and time again as we have dissected this prayer that every challenge was also met with thanksgiving. So the difference in this doxology for us and for them should be what comes from our heart. But we need this doxology at a crossroads, at a place where we have to choose between how the challenges have made us feel and how we say we feel about our God. We we have to meet this doxology with all that we have and commit that we will give all of our thanksgiving, all of our praise, all the glory due unto God from the most authentic place, from the very depths of our very being, we will give all that we have, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. This means that we cannot afford to have taken this series lightly. This means that we cannot afford to have written the notes and not applied any of those lessons to our lives. This means that... that we cannot afford to have, uh, oh God, that, that we, we cannot afford to stand here with all of this knowledge and all that God has given us and yet rest in our feelings in such a way that we refuse to be the light that he's called us to be today, right now. If you have listened to all of these series, if you have listened to these weeks of messages, as if you have taken the notes and you have cried on the altar, if you have read through all of the, the scriptures, but yet still find your place in a need to renew your relationship with God and even rededicate your life to his call, I would admonish you, I would advise you, I would plead with you, do not leave here today before you do that. If you need to forgive a wrong that you have refused to let go of up until this very point, it does not matter who it was. It does not matter what it was. I would say to you, before you leave the doors today, you must let that go. If you need the Lord to help you to gain a clearer vision to see injustices around you and a boldness to come against those injustices, I believe Right now, a prayer is in order. If you leave here carrying any of the same baggage that you carried on your way in, if you leave here holding that unforgiveness in your heart, that bitterness towards other, if you leave here still disconnected and disjointed from the God that you claim to be your Father and your Lord, I would advise you to consider your ways. 
for this is in direct opposition and even rebellion against what God is calling us to do and be right now in this time. Can you play something soft for me, please? It's a little different that, that I would take this time in the midst of the sermon to do this. But I believe that God is calling us to get this right right now. So if you would, bow your heads. Close your eyes. Ignore what anybody might be thinking, what anybody might say about you. And get these things right. If there's somebody that is on your heart right now that you have not forgiven, without making a phone call, without reaching across oceans or wherever they might be, I'd ask that you would pray to God and ask him to forgive you for not forgiving them and let it go. If something has been said that has upset you, that has caused you to, to think things through in a manner that you've never had to think through them before, ask God to give you clear revelation on what that really looks like and go with God. If you need to renew and rededicate your life, as I believe we all do, this is your time. Most gracious God, we thank you for being our Lord and for being our Savior. God, we thank you that you have walked through this journey with us and that we believe and we believe that all that you have spoken to us throughout these weeks are the truths that we need to go where you have sent us. So God, no longer do we try to camouflage ourselves to look good to our friends and to those that are around us, but we reach our heart earnestly to you, God, with all that we have. Let our very life, our very heart, our very being be acceptable in thy sight. God, we thank you for your forgiveness, but God, we also thank you for the strength to forgive others. God, we thank you for your presence and we embrace it at, all, at every turn. God, we thank you for all that you have been in our lives, for all that you are and all that is yet to come. Lord, strengthen us as a community, to walk this thing the way that you have designed, escaping from our feelings and from the distractions of the enemy, but walking just as you have declared. God, we thank you. 
for being our Lord, for being our Savior, for being our rock, for being our healer, for being our everything, God. We thank you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. This daily prayer is meant to empower you. It is meant to turn your situations to strengthen your connection with God and even promote or provoke your conviction. conviction. However, it's something that must be prayed out of earnest, something that must be prayed out of your heart, something that has to be authentic between you and God. So as we have walked through this prayer over these last few weeks, we have said our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us, Lord, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now we have reached a point where this is not a vain, repetitious prayer, but it is one that speaks something very intimate between us and our God. Amen. We have reached a point where we no longer allow the enemy to build a wall between us and the one who empowers us. Amen. We have now reached a point where we realize that this thing may take us out of our comfort zone, but it will never take us out of his presence. Amen. People of God. And now the doxology. Probably said like you have never said it before. I pray that it's said like you have never said it before. But if you will repeat it with me, I think it will bless us all. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen.